Hello and welcome vegan savages to another episode of the V Gains podcast. Today I'm alone after feeds, after miles, we do another episode just by myself. And now you want to hear my female voice? I really practiced it for the last time. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Vegan Strength. Like I'm really lonely today and it's a really, really sad day because I'm by myself and I just feel really, really, really sad. And I'm really horny. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. If you're like, whoa, that was a good invitation. Yeah, I wish. Duh. You wish. It's Anna. Anna Winstone in the house. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? You don't need to lean forward. No? It's ready, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's too loud. Too loud. Okay, yeah. a bit too intense. A bit too intense for people. We can also do it ASMR. <gasps> oh, we'll do that. Oh. Have you heard of that before? It's, I'm not, um, I find, it's a little bit weird. I get it, it can be relaxing. Um, but I, I want to know, how did it come around that people started whispering into the camera? I feel like it's quite a sexual experience. Yeah, because it gives people this tingling. Like ah. it gives me like, like Goosebumps? a bit, like this tingling sensation, uh -huh. you know? And I think some people just get it really strongly mm. and it just, you know, helps them fall asleep, yeah. get aroused, I don't well, know. Well, whatever works for them, you know, you, you got to do you. So, I asked my being savages for questions and mm. I got loads, okay. as you would say in the UK. Loads. And I just picked a couple and okay. we just dive right into it because here at the Vegans Podcast, not like an interview, it's like a conversation just randomly because who cares, like, where are you born? How old are you? Like, who cares? Who gives a shit? Would you date a non-vegan person? Yes, but they have to be open to veganism. Otherwise, like, I think so many people, like, there's not that many vegans in the world, one. And also, quite a lot of them are female. So unless I change my sexuality, I have quite a small range of vegan men. I mean, I've got a beautiful one in front of me right now, but in the general population, I think... You've got to be so open because if you want other people to be open to your opinions, you've got to be open to theirs. So 100%. But I think they've got to be compassionate and be willing to hear what I want to say. Yeah. Um, Couldn't agree more. And have you thought about changing your sexuality? Not yet. Not yet. I think Maybe you get desperate down the road. Maybe I get desperate if there's not enough vegan men, you know. But I think for now, I think for now I'm okay, you know. Yeah. yeah, I always say, or oh, I said that, I just... Oh, you just copied said, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, big heart, big brain, and then mm -hmm. because like you just... And then they're like big brain, meaning they're open-minded, big heart, 100%. meaning they're compassionate. And, you know, I haven't been vegan most of my life, but I just didn't know. Exactly. But as soon as I know, it's like a no-brainer. So I bet like so many people influenced you to be vegan. So if you're going into a partnership with someone, then you're going to have that influence on them. And if you're not forcing it on them, but you're just just being a good influence on them, there's no reason why they won't want to yeah. follow the same way. And if not, that's fine too. But as long as they're open to it. Have you ever had problems with your body image? A hundred percent. I mean, I don't talk a lot about this on my own Instagram because I feel like with social media, I've wanted to keep more of a, not a closed door, but I sometimes feel like if you say everything and everything about you, people start making judgments or I found people based on your past, they, they create impressions of you, which might stick with you. But I think about four years ago, I was 
full-time dancing. So I was training as a dancer and every, if anyone knows the dance industry. That's why you moved it well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if ever, anyone knows the dance industry or can imagine it or any sporting industry for that fact, it is very competitive and it is all about the way your body looks. You're in a leotard 24 seven and you're looking at yourself in the mirror 24 seven. And I remember having a ballet teacher come up to me going, your legs look like tree trunks. Yeah, you're just never gonna have the genetics to be a ballet dancer. How dare she? And it's when you're like a 10 year old, like these impressions stick with you. Like if someone says that to me now, I'll be like, you can go and fuck yourself. Like mm -hmm. I actually don't give a shit. But when you have those impressions from a young age, yeah. they definitely stick with you. And I've found I've had to do like a lot of like self-love work over the last four years um, to just like give myself affirmations, but also surround myself with people that just give you unconditional love. And I've realized that it's not just about what my body looks. When I've got people that love me around me, I don't care so much about mm -hmm. that. And you just build that positive relationship with yourself. So that was early on, like, Caring about or yeah, body I th image Yeah, I would issues. say I, I grew up uh, being self-conscious of... It was, for me, always my legs. Very self-conscious about that. Like that they were too big? Yeah, too, too really? chunky. Yeah. What? The thing is, I've been different sizes mm -hmm. throughout my life, as everyone has. You're never yep. going to be the same size. Never. It's called puberty. It's called aging, you know. Um, and I grew up in a, with my mum being self-conscious of her legs. So if you're in an environment where that's being placed on you of people like picking apart their body or in social media, you suddenly have to look at yourself and you're going, well, if they're caring about what they think about, I should care about what I think about. And mm -hmm. then you go into a sporting industry, amplified even more. And then it can really like start reprogramming the way your brain thinks and the way you look at yourself in quite a negative way. Um, but luckily it's not permanent and it does take a lot of work and I feel like I still work on myself every single day and I will for the rest of my life. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing. It's good yeah. to work on yourself. Um, what kind of dancing? I was doing, well, ballet as like a basis. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the foundation for technique and then contemporary. But I mean, some people think contemporary and they think I'm going to be a tree in the background. But it was more like throwing yourself across the floor, getting a little bit aggressive. I actually have never heard it. Contemporary? Contemporary? No. What is it? Oh, it's, have you heard of lyrical? Of course, no. No, okay, imagine, I'll have to show you later, but imagine between like ballet and jazz, kind of. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard to describe, but it's uh, a lot more flowy. It could be like some tricks involved. You could be a lot of movement across the floor, you know, um, Christian, part of, part of Vivo life. Who? Christian. Brat? No. Okay. He does a lot of like movement work, you know, like if you're doing lots of things on the floor work, lots of flowing movement, mm -hmm. continuous. Oh, That's cool. quite like contemporary. Um, cool. And then a little bit of musical theatre here and there. When did you start? I started quite late. I started when I was 10. Ta ten. That is late? Yeah, for dance. Most people are like, you're in it, you're out of it by five, 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 oh, okay. five o'clock, five years old. Yeah. You start young, they start breaking you in at a young age. And why and when did you stop? I had an ankle operation. An ankle operation? Yeah, so oh. three years ago I went into, no, no, oh my gosh, I keep saying four years ago and I forget that time still goes on. And now mm -hmm. it's like six years. Um, so when I was 16, I went into full-time dance school training and then I injured my ankle and I had an ankle operation. And then I never really went back. 
Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think like I'd had a lot of bad experiences in the dancing industry with my body image, um, with the way I looked at myself, and I placed such a high identity on you are a dancer. This is what you mm-hmm. can do. So when I injured myself, it was kind of like I've got nothing. I've yeah. got, what? What? Mm-hmm. There's nothing left to me. What am I going to do? I'd quit like academic schooling, and I was just like. That really reminds me of Miles, yeah. because he was like professional tennis. Uh, tennis player and he also said on a podcast he had nothing mm. and he also had an injury and he couldn't continue and then he went into a really dark period. Yeah. Did you experience the same? Yeah, really dark period. I mean, it wasn't, I struggled with a lot of different things with my mental health, with like depression and anxiety and feeding into the body image things. Um, with like just, I created a very bad relationship towards like food and exercise which took a, a long time to repair. Um, At around 16? So uh, 16, yeah, really. The second like my injury happened, it just got triggered. But I feel like it was kind of always underlying the second I got into the dance industry. Like, the pressure from going toward, like, do you know GCSEs? Mm-hmm. No, okay. So I feel like I know nothing. No, <laughs> you'll learn, don't worry. By the end of this podcast, you'll be a new man. Um, it's basically when you're 15 or 16 and you sit exams. So I went from doing academics with all my peers to going to a new school, to a new city, doing dance school training. And taking that leap in itself is such a big pressure on you to be like, I need, I'm such a competitive person. Like, I want to be the best. I'm such a perfectionist. And then suddenly when you've got an injury within three months of starting, and I'm just like, I do not know what to do with my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So you kind of self-sabotage a little bit. How did you get out of that? Um, and props that, that you did. Yeah. Because like 16, like the most critical teenage year whatever don't give a fuck I don't know who Mm. I am and then like dealing with that it was hard because a lot of my friends didn't get it and I think if people haven't experienced mental health around when you're um, 16 or 15 like a lot of people have don't get me wrong like one in four people experience mental health problems in their lives but lots of my peers didn't understand what I was going through so they pushed me away and I probably pushed them away too because I was isolating myself so I lost a lot of friends through it. Um, no bad blood, but they just, mm-hmm. they didn't understand it. So I took the year off for myself um, and I decided to go into academics. So I started, we call them our A-levels, which is kind of like uh, college. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just before university, it's 16 to 18. And I still really struggled throughout those two years. But I started um, just to involve myself in a wider community, which was veganism. And I made sure I was in a very good place mentally before I went to veganism because I know some people go into veganism in a bad headspace, mm-hmm. start going on restrictive diets, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work for them. And I wonder why. It's smart you that you like waited until you're like yeah. in a good mental state. Because it, 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 for me, it has to be a long-term thing. Like, I'm committed to it. And But how did you know at the beginning? So... I've always, like, the way my diet's been, it's always... I've never tried red meat in my life. Never? No, never. Don't know what bacon... Never? Never. You're like, ni my delgado, kind of? For better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, he never eat meat, you know? Never eat, Okay, well, I ate chicken and fish probably yeah. a couple of times a week. Um, so never. 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 <laughs> but but never why better. never? Because my mum was pescatarian and my dad ate red meat, but I always the thought of red meat to me from, like, the get-go was like, there is blood on my plate. Mm-hmm. It looks like there is a th- chunk of thigh on my plate. Why do I want to eat that? Yeah. Like, when I ate chicken, I could only eat the chicken breast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat it from the bone because it just grossed me out so much. Um, and then I was intolerant to dairy. 
So it was a very easy transition for me. And it was one of my friends, actually. And she so went... So have you also never eaten, eaten dairy? I've eaten it. Okay. But with pain. Nice. A lot yeah, of pain. Me too. And But like pain until I was like 20, until I like ditched it and yeah. then realized... You don't realize because people promote that dairy is like so good for you growing up. And people like don't up. know how good they can feel because they never ditch all dairy together for at least a month. Exactly. So how, how could they know that they like their, their mm -hmm. chest and their skin could be so much better? Exactly. And like when did you ditch dairy? Um, I ditched dairy four years ago. Um, and I ditched fish and chicken five years ago. Um, so I did it gradually for me. It wasn't much of a big change just because I was kind of like... 60% I lived off pesto pasta basically so it wasn't too hard <laughs> to veganize that um but it was my friend she came to me and she was like oh I'm ve like I'm vegan now and just like you should watch this documentary um, when was that like when you were 17 or so this was yeah when I was about just before I was 18 so 17 yeah mm -hmm. um, which documentary should you watch it was Cowspiracy <laughs> mm -hmm. the classic um and I watched it and I was like wow and we just had a really really long debate about because I was always saying like yeah but like fish is really healthy for you I I really think like I need fish in my diet I mean like the omega-3s what am I gonna do without it and because I was had gone into a rough patch with my health I was then like a bit of a health freak and I was like no I need my fish I need my protein I need my eggs they're really good for me and she's like just look just try it for a month speak to your parents about it because my parents were very skeptical and I never look back and I always took the approach of if I feel like my body, I'm very intuitive with my body. If I feel like my body's missing something, I will go back to eating fish and eggs. Um, but when I'd educated myself about how best to thrive on a vegan diet and the reasons not to eat those um, animal products due to environmental reasons and ethical reasons, there was no way of going back because I just felt so great. So would you agree? The best thing you can do is to inform yourself yes. because all the, the science, the arguments, the, the truth is all on your side. You just need to get educated about exactly. it. Exactly. Do your research. Like there's no point in going vegan unless you're educated about it, because if you're not educated about how to thrive on it, how to eat well, like like the different things you need to supplement with, it's going to be hard to be a long time because you do to begin with have to put a bit more effort into yeah. knowing what to eat. And yeah, because it's also a huge lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So you really need to educate yourself about it. Yeah. I mean, many people don't. They don't thrive on it. Mm -hmm. And then like all these like uh, ex-vegan uh, video comes yeah. or people come with the stereotypes yeah. and the myth. And then they're quickly like, oh, okay, probably you're right. So educate yourself. Don't be a victim of your environment, but be a vegan savage. Make your own, like mm -hmm. create your own environment. Inform yourself. And don't do high carb, low fat. Don't do 30-day water fasts. Do a yeah. balanced whole food plant based diet. A hundred percent. With some chocolate involved. Of course. Of course. Balanced. <laughs> Balance. Get whole it. food plant based nutrition all the way. Mm. But I, I feel like we sidetracked a bit because we said, how did I get to a better place with my mental health? And yeah, we no, that was that was yeah, that was great. Because we, there is actually no no question why you turned vegan and yeah. I was interested in that, so because I didn't know. Yeah. And it's always fun to know. So you're vegan now for like Three, four years? Four years now. Four It'll years? be four years in February. And so you're now 21? 20, yeah, 21 going on 22. Um, but the funny thing is, I went vegan on a leap year. I went on vegan, like, so it'll be nearly four years ago on February the 28th. So I'm questioning, have I been vegan for one year this February or four years? Because the leap year only comes around once every four years. The what? Leap year. What is that? 
Okay, so did I you... feel like I know nothing. You're ah, like, um... Okay, so every four years, we have February the twenty eighth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the other, it just stops on the twenty seventh. Ah. I yeah. Like How the... do you call it? Leap year. Ah. Leap year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like the German name is also really similar. Okay. Um. Ah. So I went. So vegan uh, I would say year. you uh, went into a time loop where you don't even exist, so you can do what you know. So, it's I, a so I'd be vegan ten. I could be. Whatever, the world Eternity. is yours, create your Infinity. own reality, manifesting destiny. <gasps> oh. How about we eat some fish, some yeah. Nutella on top? <laughs> Yum. Um. That's funny that you told, uh, yeah. Um, okay, who is your favorite vegan celebrity and why? Okay, so I don't know if they're a vegan celebrity. I can tell you because I make posts about them all. No, no, but we never know because we never know if they're no, no, doing no. it for me. I have them in my WhatsApp. We They slip into my DMs. Like I text Zac Smiley Efron? on a daily, yeah. Zac Efron? Huh? Does Zac Efron, oh, Zac Efron? In, he slide yeah. into your DMs? He told me like he's like 95% bland-based. He but told like, you, yeah? Yeah. Blah, give, blah. give him uh, my uh, number, yeah? No, I want to fuck him. You want to fuck him? Yeah. Together? No. No, he's all your... Oh. I want him all for myself. Okay. I'm a greedy bastard. Okay. okay, well, I get second dibs because I like, Zac Efron, so, you know, mm. I'm happy with second dibs. But yeah, I, I saw in a video that he was he was eating burgers in this video, to be fair, but he was like, oh, I haven't had a burger in ages because I am, like, pretty much all plant-based. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I, you were already very attractive, a very good actor, and just seemed like a really nice, humble person. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to post about him, and there I researched, he said in an interview yeah. that he's, like, switching style to a blend style, and it's really beneficial uh -huh. for him, and he feels it in his workouts, and he has more energy, so... I like him. And yeah, I guess he's vegan. So yeah. that's that's your... 100%. You can't go wrong with What's good your favorite old... movie with Zac Efron? High School Musical. Ah. You can't. You ah. can't be High School Musical. <laughs> I remember having High School Musical parties when I was younger. Really? Yeah. It was quite tragic. But I feel like that's just the OG, you know? What about um, you? Um, um, I don't know. They all like so cheesy those movies. Do them. you not know any? Is this a fake Zac Efron fan? If I know any, do you know any? Are you okay, just okay. Here we go. Here we go. You probably don't even know them. Okay. There's one. I don't know the name, but um, he has like a little brother, and he dies, and then he on a sail ship. Is and Char then, is Charlie St. Cloud? Yeah, that could be. And then he meets like a girl, and he always goes back into forest to see his brother, but he's dead. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, then he's like a soldier, and he okay. lives on his farm. And also meets always these cheesy love stories, but oh, I kind of so fall nice. for it. That's what I like. You know the one I like, Greatest Showman. That is honestly one of my favorite films. Is it? The great, yeah, The Greatest Showman. It's a musical. You would well, it's just the most incredible thing ever. It's got Hugh Jackman in it, Zendaya, um, and Zac Efron. Oh, I just googled it, and it says, it says nothing comes to my mind when I see that. No, you so need. Should I watch it? Oh, a hundred. I feel like. All the things you tell me, like, 90% I don't know. No, but that's know. good. You learn. Yeah, that's good, but I feel, like, dumb. Oh, Um, What else? Uh, and there's this, it's like a party movie, and mm -hmm. they're, like, neighbors, and he... Yeah. That was fun. That Seth, Seth Rogen's in it as well, isn't he? When it comes to actors' names, I'm so bad. You know what? Know. I'm usually really bad, but they just pop into my head, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm on fire. And um, he's, like, living, they're all singer, like, uh, um, shared apartment with two buddies of him, and they're all singer, and, like, we never go in a relationship, and then they end up all being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's also Zac Okay, Efron. I need to watch that. Okay, basically, Zac Efron just... Okay, so, so am I a fake Zac Efron No, movie? no, okay, I, okay, I take that And back. I actually watched High School Musical, but way later. Like, yeah. I always go on trends, like... You know, I feel like I just watched Lion King 
And it's like in a movie, would, yeah, like decades ago. Yeah, and never. No, I've uh, maybe uh, yeah, I've seen the musical. Uh, on oh, Broadway, really? yeah. Oh, yeah, then it's the best that okay. it can, can be. I, I also saw it in Hamburg, the ah, German nice. city. Will you join the Gains for Bali? Will you? Well, this is where I start to have a little cry. Mm. Because 100% I would. But I've got a dissertation to write, which is a thesis. Because I'm in my last year of university studying psychology. And I will be studying people's poo samples. Mm, delicious. Yeah, so you can send some over if you want. Um, depends what you what you uh, what you pay for it, because I have high quality. Poop. You have high quality poop. Okay, well, <laughs> once I've analysed it, I'll I'll update you. So no, I will not be joining you mm. in Bali, but I will be there spiritually. And next year. Yes, a hundred percent next year. And you won't miss out. This year will suck. No, it doesn't. Will be the best year ever. You, <laughs> you can watch the vlogs. So you. I'll watch the vlogs. I'll just I'll just live it through the vlogs. <laughs> you could just cry there. I just eat chocolate. I wish I would be there. I know. What does she do for endurance? endurance like sport and do, do they mean cardio endurance sport or do they just mean what do sex. i do for exercise no, of course. Sex. what <laughs> sex <laughs> no yeah like what do you do for endurance like not weightlifting like, yeah but what do you do for endurance specifically okay so i i like to go short and intense same because the rest is like a waste of time exactly like, I, i cannot get it how people go through like mer not even like Ironman trainings yeah. where they like go for um for run off for four hours like it burns me out as well because then I feel tired for the rest and, of like, the day and I'm what bored. about balance like four hours I on know. a bike or I'm something it bores me so much like I do not like doing long cardio so I'll either dance um I like doing sprints wait when you say dance you just like no so I, I, I do some dance classes sometimes ah, okay. um ballet Ballet? Ballet. <laughs> That's a German no, I, word. I don't do ballet anymore, um, but I'll do contemporary, which mm -hmm. I'll, I'll show you some videos of later. Um, or like jazz. We could dance together. Yeah. Let's, Have you seen a couple of my moves? Why don't we do a heels class? Let's do heels dancing, some hair whipping. What's that? Heels? So you put heels on. You get uh, some like dirty music no, going on. Get yes. the hair whipping. I have flat feet. Let's do barefoot. Okay, barefoot. In the, in the mud. And so, we put some good music on. I make a song for it. I make a good dance Okay, song. dancing in the rain. We'll dancing do that. We'll rain out that. Um, But I like. Oh, I dance. It's like the best. Okay, part. okay, I really like to see that. But yeah, I like to do hill sprints. Mm -hmm. um, You've I, done it here, right? Yeah, I did hill sprints here. I do. I probably only do like sprinting once a week, and it'll probably only be like for 20 minutes. And then apart from that, I like to do very low intensity cardio. So I walk a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. And then apart from that, I'm just doing weights. So I'm basically walking a lot, and I'd say my anxiety is my endurance. <laughs> what do you mean with that i i would like i'm quite um anxious yeah i'm quite an anxious person naturally but i've also just a very high energy so i'm always thinking i'm always moving my body i'm always fidgeting doing something i feel like that keeps my endurance up <laughs> yeah same i'm not anxious but i'm just like uh my brain is like and like i love like you know when we yesterday went for a hike I immediately grab a stick because I just love yeah, just playing around. Yeah, and it's like moving your foot, foot mm -hmm. and stuff. Like we're pretty much we're so similar and like how many calories we burn, but then like our activity yeah. level and like our habits and when we're just like when both people sitting and the one is just completely still just and the other one is, yeah, you yeah. just and over the day it accumulates in the end you burn like over a thousand calories yeah. more just because of that. Because people always ask me, how do you eat so much and stay lean? 
because I probably, I don't track uh, calories or macros. Like, I do not have the energy to do that. I like to listen to my body, but I have done it in the past, like just to see how much I eat. And I, I'd say roughly I eat about 2,500, 2,500, 2,600 a day, which for a female of my size is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, but how, how do you stay so lean? And I'm like, I think I'm just fidgeting all day. Like mm-hmm. they just. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Having my treadmill desk at home, having um just like habits you know mm-hmm. taking the stairs going on walks riding my bicycle like in berlin wherever i go like for my university i have um the subway card for free yeah. so i could go wherever but i never use it i always take my bike same. so fast it just feels so good or i walk and yeah so that's the best way of endurance yeah. when it's just not like oh i have to do it that's why i always say them to tell my being savages find something you enjoy doing mm-hmm. then it doesn't feel like doing cardio mm-hmm. or like that at all it's just like you do things that are fun like every evening i look so forward to play table tennis yeah. with my friends it's like the best cardio ever exactly. but it's not like oh cardio training it's just like pure yeah. bliss or even like i love doing supersets in the gym so especially on upper body day where i'm not focusing on like strength as much but i might just be focusing on like getting my heart rate up like supersetting like exercises back to back slightly lighter weight higher reps such good form of cardio mm-hmm and what I uh, recently um, found for me, what is great is, you know, the, the seated bikes in the gym. Yeah. Because there you can be on your phone. And, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know. Get I, the laptop out, start working. <laughs> I, I started it because I had a little an- um, ankle injury okay. and I could do that easily without um, putting any pressure on my mm. ankle. So I did it and I was like, wow, this is like, I get, I get so sweaty because your legs are your biggest muscles. And if you really use mm. them, it, it's not really exhausting. But you just burn hurts, a tons of calories. Though. It hurts. No, if you you go easy, but I still I just I I, yeah. I, I get so sweaty and it's not even that yeah. exhausting. But I can be on my phone, so I can like uh, that's where I came up with like my my songs. Like uh-huh. I, I rap there, so um, I either do something intense mm-hmm. where like music and like boom, or something like that. Like what I do too. like for thirty to forty mm-hmm. minutes and then like put in my beat and really just flow. So that's do the same it, with so me. multitasking, yeah. or like on, on my treadmill. That's yeah. where I just walk and work so at the same time what is your training plan no regarding training weightlifting weightlifting who okay. uh, by the way congrats now to anna anna 70 kilograms squats i yeah. didn't see it so did you oh it, did you film it i didn't but uh philip saw it no that doesn't count that doesn't it's count. not on social media i'll do it later happen. i'll do it later okay yeah but we need to film it otherwise it didn't yeah happen. yeah we'll do it later and i'll film it okay 100 okay so yeah i hit, I, hit. Oh, I believe you so okay you believe me one one rep Two reps. Kilo- two reps two reps what? yeah yeah and, it, reps? and this is at altitude so i'm what? i'm feeling positive when i go back have you done it before yeah 70 kilograms yeah i've done 70 kilos but only for one rep wow so it was good to get the two reps in i i feel like it's the mountain air or the vegan savage vibe i'm not sure i think the latter mm-hmm. but yeah so for my training i've been doing weightlifting on and off for three and a half years now um i took a year and a half break in between just because i was like I just want to do yoga and like be really spiritual and just do some swimming and you know just like don't put stress on my body. And I was like, fuck that! I'm so bored. Like <laughs> I want to get strong as yeah. fuck, you know. Um, it's like the lazy thing to say. Yeah. Just chilling on a mat, you know. Just do some stretching. Do what my body needs. <laughs> right now, my body needs just laying here. Put some YouTube on. I'm doing yoga. I'm not just chilling and watching. Yeah. No, I mean. People you, like I love yoga. It's like it's like this ended. Like yoga c- can be so mm-hmm. intense if you really do it, and for your brain as well, really intense. It yeah, can be. but like, but it, yeah, it, it still just doesn't give you gains. And if you want to have gains, you gotta 
lift those weights. Exactly. You gotta be passionate about it. Did you go all out? So yes. now, how do you train? Okay, so I'd say for the last year and a half, being very consistent with weight training, I go three to four times a week, but now it's more like four to five times a week. Um, just because I've been sleeping better, eating better, and listening to my body more, as in when I need a rest day, I take a rest day. Um, so I would say, yeah, two to three rest days a week, four to five lifting sessions, and I split it into doing, I'd say, two lower body days. I don't do the whole push and pull split, like, I don't know, I don't enjoy that, um, because I don't like to be very specific of what exercises I can and can't do on certain mm -hmm. days. Um, so I do two lower bodies, one upper body, and two full bodies mm -hmm. a week, and I always start with things like, say I'm doing a lower body session, I always start with compound lifts, like uh, conventional deadlifts or squats, and then maybe go into something like goblet squats or Romanian deadlifts. And then just like towards the end, do more accessory exercises. They do about like 45 minute to an hour sessions. Get it in, get it out. Nice. <laughs> and do you periodize your training? Like do you have like a heavy day where you do like lower reps and higher reps? Or do you have like kind of fixed exercise? Or do you just like do they lower body training and you just listen to your body and do like the weight you feel? The latter. The latter. Like I don't like to be too regimented with I'm going to be doing a certain number of reps, certain like... Uh, weight like I've always got an idea in my head and I always want to be progressing um, but it also is so dependent on the day like mm -hmm. especially for females like depending on their cycle depending of what time of the month it is like will depend on how much you can lift or mm -hmm. I've suffered with insomnia and I've got a rule now which has actually helped me progress with my training that if I do not get seven hours of sleep I am not training mm -hmm. I will just go on a long walk but I am not going to be lifting heavy weights because it puts too much stress on my body and by doing that I then sleep better and then I train better. And yeah, and because you like to lift, you make sure you get I, those seven 100%. hours. 100%. So that's great. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> what motivates you the most? After me, of course. After you, for working out or mm -hmm. in life? Um, working what motivates out, you yeah. the most? That's just a general question. Okay. I guess in life. In life, um, it might not be... I'd say it's like the need for like satisfaction and productivity um, and finding for me it's like having that purpose that I can find in life and that's such a big motivator for me like what is your purpose what is my purpose it changes with whatever I'm doing like it's so flexible but for me every day I'm a very organized person so say like I've started YouTube videos for me like I know you love daily vlogging I like having one video a week that I can put an intention to I can put a purpose to um, and have a specific topic around that and I can put all my energy onto that. Um, so yeah, with life, it's definitely finding that purpose, whether that's to feel my best mentally or to improve on my mental health, my physical health, to um, grow more in my friendships um, or to write a very good dissertation for my university to like study for an exam. Like it's always... Mm -hmm. finding something new but it all stems from my need for um productivity and to feel that satisfaction in life that i'm doing the best i can at every aspect of my life how long have you been doing youtube literally a month and a half a month yeah a month and a half so like four or five videos yeah i've got five videos, five videos yeah and you're already like over a thousand subs right yeah i think i'm just under two thousand you know how long it took me to get up to a thousand subs? Tell me. Yeah, like, I don't know, like four years? Or... Four years? Yeah, like really? forever. Like I did it like really like just be basically for my friends, but yeah. I, I uploaded. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, still. Yeah, and I guess that's why like 
I'm liking to pick that like purpose and like each video does take me longer. It'll mm -hmm. take me like sometimes six, seven hours to edit one video, but I can get very creative into it. Like, and it's like, I'm producing a little piece of art <laughs> at the end of it. That's what it yeah. is. Who do you watch on YouTube? Um, I'm, I don't really watch, there's this person called Vegans. Vegans. Um, I don't know if I'm really sure about him. Do, yeah. Have you heard of him? I know, and I'm like, it's a love-hate relationship, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like so cute and adorable, but sometimes I just think like, he's too cute, and then and I, just, I cannot stand it. I can't it. be as cool as him, so yeah. like, why would I want to watch him? Yeah, you but know? then I always come back, like, and he's every single day, he's there for me, you know? Exactly. He never lets me down, like, for the eight, last eight months, like, it's a daily habit. I make it my routine, I make my dinner. And I can count on him. Exactly. So every single day, every single damn day. Um, I love um, Sarah's Day. She's not vegan. YouTube. I often don't watch quite a lot of vegan YouTubers apart from. What did you say, Sarah? Sarah's Day. Sarah's she's like Day. health, fitness, but she's got a relationship and just had a baby with um, her boyfriend Kurt, and they are hilarious. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Really real, down to earth. They do a lot of vlogging. Is she kind of vegan? Um, she's quite paleo, um, <laughs> but she does have quite a plant-based diet. She in, like incorporates a lot of plant-based like aspects into her diet and definitely is not against it. She'll be like, yeah, it's amazing. Like she's got lots of products which are all mm -hmm. vegan and plant-based. Yeah. Um, so her, obviously the man, Mr. Healthy Crazy Fool, um, my bestie. Um, how did you guys meet? How did we meet? That is a very interesting story. It was about three years ago. So quite a while we got, He's the OG, you know, and um, we went to a vegan potluck. No, we didn't. It was, do you know, have Brianna? Yeah. Brianna, she was called Brianna Jack Fruitson. Mm -hmm. We talked about her in, in the podcast of Smiles. Yeah. He revealed all the secrets, oh, oh. so check it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have to catch that juicy episode. Um, so we actually met through her. And how I met Brianna was through um, someone that I met in Thailand whilst I was traveling. So it was Brianna's birthday and she invited like 15 people to a dinner at a place called Black Hat in London. If you live in London, go to Hackney, go to Black Hat. They will do the best vegan burgers you'll ever eat in your life. Black Hat? Black Hat. Is it our... All vegan. All vegan? All vegan, like kind of like charity. <clears throat> it's not charity, but I don't know. If they're quite non-profit. Mm -hmm. um, but it's... Next month, when I'm in the UK, I'm going to go there. Black Maybe hat. we got it together. A hundred percent. For sure. I'm going to yeah. block that. So we met through her. It was her birthday dinner. And we obviously knew Brianna separately. And Nice. And now you're a couple happily ever after. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a side hoe, you know. You put some babies in Miles' belly. In Miles' belly? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Tahini babies? Tahini babies. Yeah, <laughs> we'll produce some tahini babies. Nah, just my best friend. So he then also introduced you like to Vivo Life and the crew and that's well, how you... Well, kind of. Well, we were at this event called Vegan Nights and he had been messaging, you know, yeah, well, Fitzy um, on Instagram and he was there with Josh, the man behind Vivo Life and we just, we both met them for the first time together at Vegan oh, Nights. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had like, I think Vivo had like been in contact with Miles beforehand, but like the first time we met both, like, Miles and Josh, like, was the first time for both of us. So, yeah. Anyone else do you watch, like... Natasha Oceana, I think mm -hmm. that's her name. She's, again, not a vegan, but she is... She's such a good female role model because she trains... She is very science-based, so she does lots of videos explaining all the science behind it because she um, is a scientist herself mm -hmm. um, or has a bachelor's in um, science. And she does a lot of different like fitness challenges, um, science behind different fitness videos. 
and she trains like a beast. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone train as well as she does, and she is in insane shape, very, very strong, um, and I think just a very good female role model because I know for a while, like, some females were scared of lifting weights. Is it going to make me bulky? And I think for someone like her, with science explaining it behind it, she's a great, great role model. Have, so. have you ever lost your period? Have I lost my period? Yes, I have. Uh, why? Because... Uh... I was, again, four years ago, I was under-eating... This was when I, after I had my ankle operation. Mm-hmm. So, and just before it, I'd just come off the pill. So I'd been on the pill for six months. And obviously, as anyone knows, the pill can really mess up your natural cycle and your natural hormones. And it can take about six to my, my, nine months to get your period back after you come off the pill. Mm-hmm. But the stupid person like I am went into doing 25 hours of dance a week because I was doing full-time dance training the second I got off the pill. And I was under eating because I did not know how to feel myself for dance. And going into a new environment, the thing I started controlling was food because I was like, I need control in my life. I'm starting to get injured. And I'm stressing out, like everything's about my body. Like teachers are telling me like my legs look a certain way or my body needs to look a certain way. So I was like, okay, I'll control food. It wasn't about the food, it wasn't about my body. It was about having that aspect of control in my life. And because of that high stress load on my body, Obviously, my periods got lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... And yeah, I had a very restrictive diet, lack of fats in my diet, lack of calories. But through adopting a diet, which was now for me, like much higher in fats, like very balanced moderation, getting a good amount of carbs in, sleeping, resting, not over-exhausting myself. And that's another reason I don't do too much cardio because I find it puts too much stress on my body and can disrupt my cycle and like my um, hormones. And, and also how much do you want to eat? Like then you exactly. need to eat even more and you're already so shredded. Like give me a exactly. break. Exactly. So I think like for females, like you've got to be very careful. Like everyone's at a different set point. Like for me, like if, if it me, I don't care if I'm a bit like not as shredded as I am now, like my body will be continuously changing. But for me, the main aspect is I care about my health. So if that means being heavier and having my period or it doesn't matter, like, so you did get your period back? Yeah. When and how? It took a while and it has been irregular since because for me, I'm a very, very high stress person. So I still notice now that I can lose my period when I'm in a very high stress place, um, which is normal for quite a lot of females. Um, nothing to do with diet or exercising, but it's the way my brain starts. It's just an overdrive. Quite a lot of like university and uh, with aspects of perfectionism mm-hmm. I have and when I notice I'm very stressed then I can miss a month mm-hmm. but once I start prioritizing my sleep and making sure I'm nourishing myself and most importantly surrounding myself with like very positive people that just give you unconditional love then my cycle goes back to normal mm-hmm. so how do we target that that you don't stress so much I think you need to look at it's very holistic And you, people either just like to think that it's about your body weight or it's about your, what you're eating, but it's, you need to reevaluate every aspect of your life. And for me, such a big aspect, apart from sleep, was surrounding myself with people that brought my anxiety down and brought the relaxed side out in me. Because when I was more relaxed as a person, because I was in great company, I slept better. And then I looked after myself better in terms of food and I didn't, I listened to my body more. So it generally then created a sort of ricochet effect on every other aspect of my life when I was surrounded by Mm -hmm. people that um, brought out the best in me.
Are you stressed or were you stressed here in Austria? No. Oh, no, not at all. Like I've honestly felt very, very blissed out, like being in the mountains, being with a large group of people that we're all very different, but we all have so much unconditional love and acceptance towards each other um, and so much laughter. And just yeah. laughter mm -hmm. is literally the key, the key to life. And for good apps. Exactly. That mm -hmm. I don't ab train. Like people think like, oh, what do you do? Like, how is do it, you get abs? I don't train. That's actually the next really? question. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what does she do for abs? Okay, so I lift heavy. That is honestly what I do. And I make sure I engage my core, have proper good form. When you're squatting, when you're deadlifting, mm -hmm. if you're engaging your core, you are using your abs. Mm -hmm. so much i mean abs is not really the correct definition it's core mm -hmm. um but i don't do specific isolated core work i should mm, no maybe it's like I... it's like i see the same as you and it's like it's like a fact it's like yeah. you, like especially the stronger you get in, in the compound movements especially mm -hmm. like squats front squats you really need to stabilize the weight that you don't fall yeah. forward and the stronger you get the stronger your core gets and yeah. like training your core that hard would be like really exhausting but you do it simultaneously mm -hmm. while targeting like your quads yeah. um, so it's like the best core exercise for those strong core um, muscles um, and uh, and that is also what I do mostly for my abs I just finish off my leg training uh, with like a bit more just like to to get like the maximum yeah. out um, but it's also often not that efficient because like after you leg training you know then like I'm I tired. do it just like, also, like <laughs> just like crunch like a bit out just like to feel it a bit but most like it's it's like if if the being savage gods come down and say you need to ditch one exercise mm -hmm. would be would be that because yeah that is like uh, that does like maybe a couple percent but most of it like so 80 20 as well. yeah I mean it would be okay <laughs> if it's like at the beginning when you're fresh yeah. but that is like not important exactly. like training my legs are important and mm -hmm. after that you already covered that simultaneously and uh, then then just the energy is trained. Yeah. Then it's boring and training and uh, like uh, and mm -hmm. there were like numerous uncountable leg trainings where I skipped yeah. core. Um, but, so, yeah, what I found the most beneficial for my training was when I stripped back my ego of I want to lift as heavy as possible, went back to the basics, started lifting slightly lighter and really focused on my form and engaging my core. And go. then when I got my form perfect and engaging my core in every exercise then i built up my weights and then that's how i built my core strength that's exactly the way to do it that's how you get abs lady and leave the ego at the door 100%. walk in the gym learn the proper form mm -hmm. watch youtube tutorials analyze yourself film yourself empty barbell really no weight and learn the proper form once it's nailed the weight will come automatically exactly. the proper form always first otherwise you won't use the target yeah. muscles you injure yourself, you be in a bad posture and who wants to injure him or exactly. herself who don't want to train the right muscles. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the benefits and uh, it's like the quick pleasure of the ego lifting more from the get-go yeah. to look good next to your friend like that. But then you injure yourself because you're doing it with the incorrect form yeah. and then you're like taking time and out for a social media will like punish you for that because like if you post it in your stories, everyone will be like that form. No, no, it's no, that's terrible. not proper, that's not proper. So that's what, that's what I like about it. I mean, some people, they're like, they have no clue and then like yeah. oh you're overarching and da 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 but um yeah you're always learning all right how to find vegan friends like you how to find vegan friends like me oh very nice mm. um 
I would say you've got to put yourself out there. I mean, it was easier for me. I'm a very extroverted person. But I think it can be harder for people that if they're more introverted or find it hard. Way harder. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit harder. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but what... If you don't talk to people, it's just a little <laughs> bit harder. <laughs> yeah, so what I actually did was we had a lot of vegan potlucks and there's a lot in the summer and like we had different Facebook groups, which was uh, everyone bought some food. Everyone bought like, it was actually, you know, Tim Sheaf. They did like the, the um, it was like, like raw fruit potlucks and stuff, mm-hmm. things like that. I was never raw fruit or like into that sort of thing. But um, it still created a nice community and atmosphere to meet other like-minded people like you. So you'd just turn up at, it was Primrose Hill in London and you'd just meet a bunch of people. Of course, you're not going to get on with everyone because there is this misconception that if someone is vegan, you've got to be best friends with them. That doesn't always have to be the case. Mm, of like, course. It's like anyone in life, just because they're vegan, it doesn't mean you're going to be friends with them. But I'd say put yourself out there, look at some different groups online um, and go to some events, like things like VegFest, Vegan Nights, like turn up, go with a friend. They don't have to be vegan, but then you can like mingle with other people. And Yeah, I I would say Instagram is the, is the hotspot yeah, that pops. Yeah, that's so like, true. I didn't even think about that. It's, especially if you like reach a bit of people, like people really get to know yeah. you because they follow you for a bit and like... Actually, most of my friends you see here, I met them all through Instagram. Yeah, and you just Nico, connect with Benny, them, don't you? Axel, Violetta, all yeah. because of Instagram. That's so true, actually. And so, yeah, use use social media, social media to your advantage. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, even through Facebook, finding out about, like, vegan events. It's, yep. I mean, Facebook is kind of on the, like, decrease now. But Fact. Instagram, yeah, go for that. Instagram is where it's popping. What do you do for work slash for a living? Okay, so not complicated, but I'm actually a full-time student. So I'm going into my final year, um, which we mentioned at the beginning, where I'm going to be, I'm doing a psychology bachelor of honors um, to get BPS accredited in, to be a psychologist. Yeah, she Um, already told me what it means. It means like you're credible AF. Exactly, great definition. Um, And then, um, so I'll be writing dissertations, doing a lot of exams this year, and that will be taking up the majority of my time. And then it's like, it's just like a side hustle, I would say, like my Instagram and I get like, I do some ads here or there, um, do some work for some brands, some photos. Um, but I'd say that's my side hustle, you know, but like my main things right now are focusing on my study for the last year and then we will see where it takes me. And that's the next question. Future dream job. That see that is so hard. Like I on I've got so many different dream jobs because I see myself as wanting to do a lot of different things, and as I adapt and evolve throughout life, it will be changing what I'm doing. Um, all I know is it's definitely not going to be a sedentary desk job. That just sounds horrific. Can I just say that? Yeah, I just no one is made for this. I can't do that. I will get no. so agitated. Um. See, I have the aspect which I love about like promoting health, fitness, lifestyle, and I'm just starting YouTube, which I'm loving. Um, I love being a personality and I love being on camera. And I've always, like throughout dance, like I've always loved performing and I see YouTube for me, not as a performance, but it is in some ways, you're, it's an expression, it's a form of art, it's a form of creativity. So I would love to see where that goes. But um, towards the psychology route, I would love to work with prisoners. And in prisons, potentially. Why? I'm very interested to see how psychopaths' brains tick. Like, I don't... I fundamentally believe that a lot of people in prisons or psychopaths or sociopaths are not fundamentally evil people. Whereas I think their brains could be chemically wired in a different way. Um, 
and I'd really like to like do some research into that, but also just work with people that are very stigmatized and kind of sh shunned for their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Best panties. Best panties. Panties? Is it like pants? Or what does she mean? Do they mean like best best underwear? I don't know. I thought she meant like pants. But pants like in the UK like Oh, it's it like, underwear? like underwear. Okay, best underwear. No underwear. Here we go. <laughs> For real? You're like me? You're being sad? Yeah, I don't I don't wear a bra, like ever. That's good. That's just free That's the nipple. It's just like why, yeah. Why? Free the nipple, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean if you've got really big boobs, yeah, like maybe. Then I get like, it, but you're blessed that you yeah, don't. Exactly. Because... I'm built for agility. I'm just there like Pff. Yeah. Yeah. Um do I need a bra? I think so. You got bigger boobs than me. Yeah, but I kind of I like the free feeling. You know? free it's not that big, and I really like like when they bounce when I run and people free the look. nipple, you know. Exactly. What qualities does she find attractive in a partner? Oh, this is this is a good one. Okay, qualities that I find attractive in a partner. Um, I would say it's very dependent on the person, but a main one for me is communication. I find like I'm a very straightforward and easygoing person in the sense that like. If there's a problem, if there's an issue, whatever it is, I will communicate with the other person. Straight away, no bullshit. And then there's no problems. There's exactly, no drama. Exactly. Because, because of my anxiety and my tendency to overanalyze or overthink things, especially with my loved ones, um, if they're not being straightforward with me and then drama occurs, mm -hmm. that it can be so damaging mm -hmm. towards either that relationship um, or towards your own mental health. So communication... Um, I mean, you immediately feel it when there's something in the air. You immediately feel it and you know there's something going on. And we are kind of the same yeah. that our brain is like, -da 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 -da. Yeah. what did I do wrong? And you only focus on that. And all the time that is that is spent yeah. from that moment is like not that enjoyable because you're constantly worrying about the thing. Or to think that you've hurt someone unintentionally because it would be yeah. never my intention to like hurt someone. But obviously unintentionally, sometimes you can mm -hmm. say things that don't sit well with someone. If you mm -hmm. don't know their past, it can trigger things. And then we ask them like, what's wrong? They're like, oh, nothing. And there's clearly something wrong. So that's what I, I don't like. But like, <laughs> let's talk about it now. Honestly, that we come like some common ground and can fix yeah. this so we're... And yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, what so, else? Uh, not taking yourself too seriously. Here Being able to laugh at yourself, like why I, is that an important quality? I've got quite, I'd say, a blunt, savage sense of humor. Like I would say, my humor is just quite like not rude, but like quite savage, just quite a bit like sarcastic. Like because it's fun. Exactly, it's fun sometimes to make fun of it's people. It's obviously a joke. It's obviously a joke, but some people just don't get it, and then they I get know, so offended I if they're know. so sensitive. I'm like, it's not personal. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Just L like go in your literally. Life. So definitely that. Um, you should go and love yourself. Exactly. And why we should take ourselves too seriously? Because no one is getting out of this alive. Exactly. So what's the reason in the exactly. I'm so serious. And I feel like with those people that do take themselves seriously is when you make like jokes, uh, which might be a little bit like ruder or sarcastic, it taps into their incense, like into their like insecurities, um, which has got nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. um, but that is in, in a relationship. I just could not deal with that. Um, and going hand in hand with like being able to take not take yourself seriously is humor. So, yeah. Anything else? Um, being... Being able to look after yourself, being into like looking after yourself, bettering yourself and constantly having a big drive and determination in any aspect that you're doing. I don't care how much money you're making, but as long as you're determined, you have a goal, you have drive and ambition, that is all I care about. And whether that's to do with like 
ideally like as well to do with like wanting to look after themselves health wise um and being into uh exercise and things like that just because that's a passion of mine i enjoy doing that and i'd love to share that with someone but within career wise definitely strong determined um and doing anything in their power to get where they want to be very attractive favorite sweet and savory dish Ooh, okay oh god this is so hard okay sweet mm -hmm. it's not a dish because chocolate isn't a dish is okay. it no it's not oh god okay i would say i mean if you put a lot of chocolate in a bowl. chocolate on chocolate on chocolate okay but sweet i have to start with sweet um it would have to be some sort of cake i would say like a double cho a, ch a chocolate cake or like a Victoria sponge or a coffee cake. Mm -hmm. That's where I'd be going for. Um, or like a sticky toffee pudding. I, I've had a really good vegan sticky toffee pudding. What is that? It's... Sticky toffee it's, pudding? Yeah, so it's what made is, out of dates. Yeah. Um, lots of dates in there and it's got a toffee flavor with a sort of like sauce. Mm -hmm. It's And it's hot. It's like a hot pudding, like a steamed pudding. I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing it down, yeah. I'm making it a vegan uh, You could make a very, food. like, a healthy, like, whole foods vegan sticky toffee yeah. pudding. Say it again. Sticky toffee pudding. Sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. Of course, sweets, uh, sweet-wise, like, I love things like porridge and smoothie bowls, but, like, if we're talking about, like, sweet things, when you, like, treat yourself, mm -hmm. um, it definitely has to be a good chunky slice of cake. Moist. Very moist. Where the brownies arrived, which I made? Yeah, they were good. They were nice. They were the, not that the crazy chocolate, chocolate on the top rich? was the best. Oh, okay. But I liked it. It was um like you can obviously taste it. it's like very whole foods and healthy. Mm -hmm. But like that, like yeah, it was very enjoyable. I like that. Next time I make it more chocolatey yeah. and sweet. Yeah. Also put some chocolate drops in there Ooh, okay. and some peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, peanut butter. Mm. Um and savory. As a child, it was always pesto pasta. That was like the OG, but I love to make my, like, so now I'll use like red lentil pasta and I'll make my own pesto with like basil and silken tofu. Um, so it nuts. hasn't changed basically. It hasn't changed. Just more protein and more whole foods in there. Yeah, less shit, but yeah, more whole foods. Oh, um, pasta is so good. It is good, but I also love falafels. Like, I'm mm -hmm. falafel queen. I love making my own falafels with like a quinoa risotto mm -hmm. um, and like loads of roasted veggies, roasted potatoes. Yeah. Just slice it in the oven. With a little bit of oil. Nice. <laughs> Last question. Okay. Opinion on marriage. Oh, getting deep. Opinion on marriage. Um, I think it really does have its place in society. I don't think it's a necessity, but I think when it comes to having children, on a legal basis, marriage can be very important. Um, with things like if there's deaths, if there's... Um, yeah, if one partner dies and you're not married, how like the money gets split up and then what happens mm -hmm. to the children, it becomes so complicated. It has to go through so many legal systems. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're married, it doesn't have to. Like, it's literally like you get half and half. It's much more simple um, and avoids a lot of like the legal bullshit. If you have a good, what is it called? Prenup? Prenup, pre yeah. If, if you choose to have a prenup, yes. Um, but I'd say when it comes to having kids, I would get married apart from that do you come to hell if you have kids before you get married i don't have a problem with that no i don't think you need to be married to have children i think i mean as you said in like the german way is you plan when you have children <laughs> but sometimes you can't plan when you have children <laughs> yeah. like as long as you're wise as you you have choice over you get like whether you get pregnant or not like don't be stupid obviously um 
as long as you're in a stable position, like I don't see a reason not to have children when you're not married. But I'd say like further down the line, like for me, it could make sense to be married. But outside of children, I wouldn't say no, but I don't, it's not like I have a dream to get married. And that's a good answer. Yeah. You're just open, go with the flow exactly. and see like if it makes sense. Maybe we'll get some tax benefits out of it. So that it makes sense. <laughs> to get sense. some tax benefits, 100%. Yeah. So there you have it. Hopefully in the future we do another podcast, 100%. diving even deeper, juicier into more mm -hmm. questions and getting, get to know getting Anna. Into the panties. Getting the panties into the panties. Panties questions. <laughs> um, where do they find you? Where do they find me? Um, so Anna on... Winterfell. She doesn't An even know what Winterfell Win is. Win so unsubscribe and. <laughs> <laughs> so on YouTube, I'm just Anna Winstone with an E at the end, um, and on Instagram, I'm just Anna Winstone. Very simple. Easy. Easy peasy. And you're you're. TikTok? I don't have TikTok. Podcast? I don't have podcast. Facebook? That's a secret. That's that's for another day. Do you use Facebook still? I don't. I literally probably... When did that stop? Like, people... Probably like two years ago. I just felt like I don't want to engross myself in so many social media platforms. Like, mm -hmm. Facebook for me is not serving any benefit. I get served benefit out of YouTube and out of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Facebook, sometimes I use it for Facebook Messenger to reach up with like old friends. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, why am I going to be wasting my time scrolling Same through things? with everyone. Yeah, I think Facebook just became too complex, uh -huh. too much on the marketing that companies market you all yeah. the time. And then all these tools and you don't want to like, okay, I want to like feel comfortable learning all these different functions mm. and constantly changes. So I'm just, ah, just... Just leave it. Yeah, just yeah. leave it. And Instagram is just so straightforward. It's like on your app, so easy to use. You can exactly. write back and forth so quickly. Yeah. You can check out people because there are mostly many like, like, um, like upload frequently. Exactly. Whereas you go on Facebook and it's like 2011. Exactly. I feel like you, picture. you can get to know people a lot better through Instagram and connect with people much more easily, which I like. Yep. So any final words? You're joining us for tennis today? Why not? Why, Why not? not? Because, because we beat your ass. Nah, -uh. uh, you have not seen me play tennis yet. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Actually, no comment. I'm gonna take that back before like you get it on vlog and like I just completely embarrass <laughs> no, myself. I love to talk bullshit. I hope Miles comes. I doubt it because I want to see how how it is to play I against a professional. I think he'll embarrass you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I would love to see it. Yeah, right? I, I, we'll try and get him to come. Okay. We'll try. Click on your uh, uh, on your yeah. Mac if it's uploaded and um, everything is on point. Why do you have a password? So old school. Oh, is it password? You don't have a password. No. It's done. It's uploaded. Why? Yeah, people people like, how can you not have like a password? Not, not even in my phone. Like they're like, no. no. You, you're yeah, trusting. Just, yeah, just okay. take my phone and try to get in and boom. Let's see what porn you have boom, on your phone. In. Oh, look, there's Fitzy. Yeah, that's my porn. That's a thumbnail for the Fitzy <laughs> Fitzy's your porn. Um, because my phone is like my baby, you know? Yeah. You would never put like a password. Padlock in your, in your in your baby, like uh, because you would never lose it, like yeah. But I wouldn't give my baby to anyone either. Yeah, and I just give you my phone while I watched you, you know. Yeah. So I always like my phone is like my baby, okay. and that's why I, I it's like out of the question that I would yeah. lose it. So that's why. And okay. like a passcode, you like when I get an iPhone 10 maybe because then it goes quicker because with the thumb for me it just takes a while. And I oh yeah, sometimes to, it doesn't work. Yeah, and it needs to be like at the end of the day, it's like always like two minutes yeah. wasted for that waiting. And two minutes become four, become 40 minutes, become 40 days, become 40 years. And then years. you're screwed. And then you just give up and throw the phone off the window. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Peace. Eat your chickpeas. <laughs> Out. <laughs>